And we should be live to all the big, beautiful people. Hello, everybody. Transition. Oh, we did it. We actually had a clean transition with music and everything. What's happening? Actual functioning podcast. All right, cool. There goes the music. <laughs> it's gone. All right. Even though on the screen. I love how yeah, Frank is still just a game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about you. Uh, I see Frank. He's right there. Wait. All right. No, no. This is this is me right now. Resident Evil Four is just my life. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. He's he's uh, Leon S. Kennedy. He's got to go save. Uh, uh, I'm so glad Fr- that Fr- I am I'm out of the tra- out of the trap of uh, Resident Evil Four. Yeah, nope. it's gonna, it's going to be me happy. tonight. One more night. One more night of Resident Evil, and I think we're we're basically done. All right. Uh, as we're podcasting, it looks like Frank's going to try an S rank <laughs> this fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I just have to complete the game without talking to the merchant. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. This time it's just yeah, going to be... a unlimited rocket launcher. Oh, and yeah. Let's go to town. I yeah. bought a last playthrough for this playthrough, so we should be good. All right, cool. 
I mean, normally I'd give you shit, but right now I have no grounds to stand on. So, <laughs> given uh, the three different games you probably got playing on in the background, so two games going on right now. One currently. Two games I'm going on right now. All right. I fucking seven thirty. I'll hop over to the other one, but. All right, sounds good. I got my drink. Yeah. Islanders yeah. and uh, Hurricane are playing right now. I don't know what the score is over there, though. All I know is it was over here. No, Islanders, Hurricanes. Oh, okay. Y'all my app says one nothing still. <laughs> split the games amongst each other. Good. It's good. We got well. <laughs> we got the current game that I'm following, and then we got the cracking game later tonight, and then we also have the Lakers game on tonight. So, Jesus like, Christ. it's a busy night. <laughs> All right, well, then let's get the show on the road. I'm going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and get started right about now. Um, I'm pretty sure I have the doc pretty much how we want it. So mm-hmm. should be a pretty easy episode 70. Sorry, uh, of course, Fee is not here, but I'll bring that up while we go live on the show. Um, okay, here we go. <clears throat> and welcome to the Point and Progress podcast, episode 70. We made it to 70, y'all. We are your 70. resident podcast talking about all things evil. And I'm talking Evil Dead Rise, more Resident Evil, and sports. Let's let that pos- <laughs> podcast progress. Evil, evil, evil Dead Sports? Evil, evil Dead, dead sports. Re- sports. Resident somebody, sports? Somebody does get their head soccer balled in Evil Dead, so we will talk about that. Jesus okay? There we go. Let's go ahead and I'm let very, the very progress I'm very intrigued to see what you guys thought about that movie because it's not the not a normal Evil Dead movie. It isn't. We'll yes talk no. about that. Yes and no. Yeah. We'll talk but it about is that. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely we'll bring up what we have to bring out uh, during the main show of all the main things we'll be talking about. But first, I want to get around the table here. I want to say hello to everybody. I want to talk first. I want to talk to you, Sly. Sly, I actually been talking to you a lot lately. <laughs> I think I've done an yeah, episode. I've seen your face uh, way too much this week. No offense. <laughs> Thanks. Not taken. How are you been? What's going on? Uh, I'm doing all right. It's been a busy week as we're gearing up for me to take a little bit of time off. Mm-hmm. Of course, getting plenty of recordings in this week to prep for that time uh but yeah i've been watching a lot of things like an exorbitant amount of content not all good not all good not all good not all bad so you know we'll get into it okay harv i feel like i i don't see you often anymore you know and it makes me it hurts my heart What do we I mean, I'm, 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 I, hey, I, I stream about doing? three or four times a week, so you know I'm there. Okay. Um, but uh, sorry, yeah, hold on, been... one second. I'm just watching Frank obliterate the <laughs> entire time. <laughs> this, is <laughs> what, this is what you do. This is exactly this is exactly what you do for this for this part. Is you just rocket launch everything. Uh, this is the best part, though. Look at the way my Salvador <laughs> looks right now. Oh my god! Yeah, that's right. I believe he has. Uh, was the googly eyes? Googly yeah. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little uh, everywhere, all the way at once kind of reference there. Uh, before I jump to Frank Harv again, let's go ahead and talk about yourself. So, what have you been up to? What's going on? Uh, just, you know, streaming, uh, doing YouTube stuff, and then also trying to keep myself afloat by watching sports at the same time, and then working as well. So it's, there's a lot. It's a lot, but it's 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 good. It's good. No. My vacation is coming up soon, which I'm okay. very excited about. I'm going to be going to California. 
Ooh, for a week. California. Like fucking the OC? You're going to go to the OC? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Cool. Um, but yeah, I'm going out there for a week to see a, see a bunch of people, so I'm excited. Okay. Yeah, I love that. That's where you went, and in my head, I was going California. <laughs> see, I wasn't going to go into. I, I went to military I, propagandist Dr. Katy Perry. I was going. <laughs> I, I went to Dr. Dre, but apparently nobody else did. California love. <laughs> I love um, that we all always have completely different <laughs> touchstones. Hey, this, this yeah. is why we're a different diverse eras. podcast, okay? Diverse voices, <laughs> diverse thought. So, and then of course we uh, have uh, Frank here, who is uh, yeah. currently in the middle of his uh, note merchant run. What's going on, Frank? What do you? What hey, how's it going? Uh, nothing. I've been playing a lot of Resident Evil, uh, seeing a lot of Resident Evil, feeling a lot of Resident Evil. Okay. Um, and a, a little bit of Evil Dead Rise sprinkled in there. That's right. That's recently, like, yeah. I've just been, just been kind of chilling. Okay. I've been feeling pretty good though. Very Why does nice. Leon have a tail? I don't. I don't want to know, and I don't want to know how it's attached. Don't want to know. Just don't. don't that is a good know. question. Yeah, that is a very good question. Capcom, because this is a canon item. Capcom, explain. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not a mod. That's not a mod. <laughs> just a metal piece on the other end of that. No, we don't need to see that. We're good. Not for this show. We're a family friendly <laughs> show. All right. Are we? No, definitely not. Um, I I have not been up to much. I've just been doing a lot of uh, work stuff. I've been doing a lot of health stuff because I'm I'm falling apart slowly, and I'm trying my best to get that going. Obviously, as Sly alluded, we are uh, wrapping up on one of our top shows here, and I'll bring that up in just a second. Um, but yeah, that's basically what I, my time's been dedicated to. So let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get into the show now. We're gonna go in with our first segment, of course, the checkpoint. Um, a little housekeeping. Uh, right now, uh, Sly is still participating in a Avengers live reading, uh, I think this Sunday, right? Is that correct? Is that the last mm-hmm. live event? Yep, the 30th. The yep. 30th. And then this is, of course, your last uh, event before you go on a little bit of a, a hiatus. So tell us about that. Yeah, so I'll be taking uh, at least the first half of May off from all live shows, all podcasts, all social media, etc. So if you don't hear from me, that's why I'm not dead. I promise. Uh, just taking a little break for the first time since we started planning. Yes. I haven't had like a solid chunk of time off that didn't overlap with other shows. Yes. So like I've taken off a little bit of time from one show or another show, but never all of them at the same time. Yeah. So I'm very excited for a break, trying to wrap up some academic stuff and you know just take some time to myself so it'll be nice thank you all for giving me the opportunity to take a little bit of a break uh and if you want to catch me obviously you know i'll be on some pre-recorded stuff but yeah this show tomorrow's will throw the after party and then the sunday live reading will be my last live events okay sounds good so it's good with, to take, take a little time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I took a time, I think, in March um, when I wasn't necessarily thinking so well. Um, so it's definitely worth taking that time off and just refreshing yourself and getting back into loving things. Uh, because sometimes you, <laughs> when you do it for so long, you start falling out of it. But if you take a break, you actually find things that you can love about it. So 
And the one thing I am sad, though, that we'll be wrapping up very soon is actually MC University. We are getting very close to the end. We only have like three episodes left. And spoiler mm-hmm. alert, two of them have already been recorded. So we're going to be releasing them, obviously, throughout uh, the month of May. Um, when we do our last episode, which, of course, is across the Spider-Verse, um, we're going to do that possibly after the movie has been released. So that way we can prep for that. So there will be a little bit of a gap, not too much um but at the very least you'll know when we send that show off um and will we return in the future possibly there's still marvel stuff happening outside of the mcu so we can see uh when we talk about that i had some ideas the other day slide i'm like i'm not gonna convince sly to watch our dc movies with me so i don't even think we should oh just... oh absolutely you would oh god well oh yeah oh man right, we'll talk about that in the future but we'll, we'll, we'll talk we'll talk oh god that's Black a lot of... here we come <laughs> to be fair though that's a lot of bullshit <laughs> so we're about to find out listen we'll talk about it but if we can at least do also the dc au sure it'll bump down a little bit right you can find another host for that one you can do dcau university because that's a fucking long list of stuff oh but they're so good they're so good there's a lot of great ones out there but we'll have conversations Anyway, in the meantime, uh, the last thing I wanted to bring up is uh, we are still fulfilling or doing some TikToks and stuff like that. I have actually found a way to make TikToks and then put captions on it via the TikTok app, and it works really great. So we're going to start doing that more. Um, So definitely check that out, including the, uh, of course, we got a visit last week from uh, the one only Joe Biden. Uh, who uh, (laughs) graced our presence. Um, As a matter of fact, uh, uh, fee, I'm sorry, fees. Oh, by the way. Forgot, Fee ain't here. FEMA killed her. Dead. <laughs> dead just, just, just can dead. confirm. Can confirm. D-E-P we're we're, uh, dead. Just we're recloning her. We're just we're, we're cutting it straight. We're just uh we're yes. recloning her. We're cloning so the her. Next episode she's on, it's gonna be a clone. It's not even the actual it's real It's not fee. gonna be the actual fee. We're gonna remove mm-hmm. the anime gene out of that as well. So mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got the DNA from Hera. <laughs> just, just disclaimer, Splicing. you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's very Morbius coded of you. <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> you are not not wrong. Uh, so definitely check out those. Uh, what I was trying to say was check out the comments on that, uh, Frank. But I think we can just bypass that. That's fine. <laughs> Go check those out yourself. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and move on to what we have been playing. Uh, right now, it's really just a couple things. We haven't been doing a whole lot, and honestly, it's because there's gonna be a lot of stuff coming out soon, and that's gonna be. Very it's expensive. gonna be. So I was I was doing I was doing a breakdown yesterday on yeah. stream and just saying like what what's coming out soon, right? What's yeah. all the what's all the horizon? There's Star Wars that just came out right now. Yeah, here's the Kingdom comes out. In yeah. a couple of weeks, right? And then after that, you have uh, Diablo Four that comes <laughs> out. Uh, too many have, games coming out, man. There's there's two more games that have, Street Fighter Six comes out that 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 same day. That uh, same day? Oh my well, god! It comes out. Well, if you get the deluxe edition for Diablo, it's four days. You get four days. Oh. Uh, and then after that, there's one more game that's coming out in June, and I forgot. Oh yeah, Final Fantasy Sixteen comes out in June. And that July is the only month that there's nothing really in there right now. You got to catch up on the breathers. That's the catch up month. Yeah. Yeah. Because August, Baldur's Gate 3, 
uh-huh. uh, Armored Core Six. Uh huh. And there's one more thing that's coming out in August, and I forgot what it was now. But, but then yeah. what's after August? Oh, Spider Man Two. Spider Man Two is gonna be yeah September probably. September. And then what? Starfield will be September as well. September. <laughs> oh, oh my God. God! Is this the year of dreams? It's just the year of dreams. Oh yeah, this is. May 2nd. We had one year where it was like this too, where we just had There's like several just years, peak after peak after it's peak May in 2nd. one year. May second is also Redfall that comes out on May second. Yeah, 2nd I do want to well. check that out at least. Yeah. Okay. So. Also, there's been lots of indies in my inbox yes. that every time they become available, somewhere. I cry a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Bramble uh, what came out this week. Mail Time came out this week. Bunch of stuff Benedict that I've Fox. been looking Set forward to Set that Beast. I cannot afford. <laughs> Set Beast looks really, really cool. Yes. Oh, which is another indie game that's coming out. Too damn much, man. Too damn yeah, much. It's gonna be wild. It's gonna be yeah. A, but the a, stuff that I listed was all AAA stuff. Like that's like the big games are coming out. So I, I, I yeah. It, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Hey, if you it's want time indie to be a gamer shit, go right to six one indie. Okay, we're not six one indie. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we love indies here. At least I love indies here. I love indies too. We had seasons. I, 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 did I that, like my fair share know, of indies. The artful uh, escape was you know the video that I did. All right, we're going to go into it. Obviously, you can tell that Frank's going to talk about it because he's fucking playing it right now. Uh, <laughs> Harv and Frank, please tell me where you are with your Resident Evil playthroughs. I know that we talked about it a little bit uh, last time we started talking about this. Harv, I'm going to start with you, actually. I'm going to let Frank do his thing. He's in Dynamite <laughs> Village right now. This place is fucking horrid. Um, I hate this fucking place so much. The amount so much. of deaths this place has given, like, given me so on professional. Dynamite. There's so much dynamite. Here. So much dynamite. And dynamite's dynamite a one-hit kill on professional. Never would have guessed. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and your body just explodes. You just um, explode. You just sit there like, did I just die? Did I just fucking die? <laughs> I am finally free of the thrall that, that Resident Evil 4 has uh, uh, has had, had on me. So I, I got the platinum trophy. Oh, okay, well, the 100, 100% achievements in in the game since I'm right. doing it on Steam. Uh, I liked, I love this game. This game is amazing. It's probably my favorite game of the year so far. Um, yeah, doing all the challenge runs and stuff like that was a lot of fun. Doing the pistol, pistol knife only run was probably like one of the funner runs to do. Uh, but yeah, I, I think... This just this pretty much solidifies that either we're gonna get Resident Evil Five next for the remake, or please for the love of God just go back and make one. Why not just <laughs> nah. go back and make one? I, mean, I don't. I don't. I know it's gonna be five, but like, why, why do they just skip one? All like, it's just like you know. What? No, no, the remake know. for one's perfect. It's good. No, uh, it's what? still tank controls no, and stuff like that. It's I the think tank it, I would, I would no, like that, them to just redo it, but maybe that, it's a smaller game. You know, overall. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The tank control thing, it's, it's a common argument. It's like the, you need those kind of tank controls to kind of preserve the way that game is like shown to you, right? Like the way the the backgrounds are, the way it like omits information from you purposefully, right? Well, like, what about two? Yeah, but two, two is too fluid for that type of narrow corridor like that. Like two is too open already. Like one is a literal mansion. You'll just run right through it like I'm doing right now. With those controls. Well, I was going to say you can do multiple things with this. So, you know, when we got three, obviously it was Resident Evil 3 and then we had the resistance like pack in bullshit. Don't do that. Do RE1 and do RE0. Doing both was a one piece piece of media. And then you'll have more content that way for a full sixty dollar game, in my opinion. That that actually might be a better thing to do. Yeah, just just bundle those two together. 
Yeah, because yeah, if together, you do it with these controls, it'll be together? yeah. Yeah, you'll go through it too fast. You'll go through that mansion like not like butter. But if you, Mario is right. If you do put zero in there as well I mean, and like kind of uh, maybe interweave them, then yeah, that would actually work. Because zero has a lot of like long corridors and stuff like that. Which well, would it's work like, well for but, that but the thing is, like, scheme. it's up to them to like make it so it feels like it. Even if it's a, if it's short corridors, it's up to them. They're developers. They they can probably figure a way out to make it seem like you're low on ammo or something like that. Or they could add a couple of things to the game to like make it you know flesh it out a little bit more. Because like this game isn't one to one remake of the previous game. There's obviously changes. Oh, we're talking about RE remake, or we're talking about like RE two or four? RE two or RE four? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's definitely some changes to them, but yeah, like not, keeping the core DNA is important for those games. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think adding, I think what would be nice would just be how we're going into the action of this game, and then recycling back to you know survival horror and i think that would be a fun way to do it just have the, the reflexive the, systems the question is for re5 do you keep the multiplayer oh 100 100 here's the thing right like i was looking at this earlier where like there's a part where you have to like uh, do switches with ashley right that's an re5 mechanic right there that's I just a little test bed part, for that. It's so stupid. That <laughs> it's so stupid because it's like, oh, I can tell this is RE5 DNA. Or like with Luis, right? The way he like kind of moves around and helps you, gives you ammo. Um, even the way the characters say, hey, come on, get over here, AI AI companion. Yeah, Louis, it all yeah just especially spells. Luis, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it just spells like, hey, this is a little small little test bed for an AI companion on there. And I'm sure we're going to see a lot more of that too when Assignment Ada eventually drops. And there's going to be parts where you're going to have Lewis as a companion. You know what I mean? There's definitely going to be a part where you have maybe like other characters have, as, as companions, right? So it just makes sense to like kind of build those AI mechanics now while you have the budget and the game to do it and then perfect it in the next one, right? You got to rotate it, buddy. Got to rotate yeah, it. There you go. Um, so, <laughs> but what, co- what comes, what comes next? I've, I've, dude, I've played this game way too fucking yeah. much. No, I know. Um, <laughs> Uh, does RE9 come out before RE5? Yes. They're already working on RE9. I, I so, bet. Any money. But is that is we're, we're done with Ethan's story now, though, right? Yeah. Um, if Capcom is smart and they, uh, they're paying attention to the fans, which actually they seem to have, like, in terms of just, like, what characters, like, people want, like, Jill is the next step because she hasn't had a game in, like... <laughs> Well, she had a game two years? years ago. No, she had a game two years ago. Which one? Three. No, I mean like in like her actual own like new title. You know what I mean? Like we've had ones with Leon. We had ones with Chris. Claire's got had a, had a second title. You know what I mean? We haven't got like Jill in a while. And obviously, if you play with RE five, you know why. But you know, I think she kind of deserves her own game at this point, like a brand new one. Jill, Jill is going to be in that animated movie that's going to be coming mm-hmm. out. They're finally all meeting for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. This game is awesome. Uh, I know, Mario, you're still playing through it right now? I'm, I'm dabbling back into it. I know I finished it. Yeah. I finished it on the Steam Deck. Um, 
it's funny watching Frank play it because it just kind of gives me back in the itch and wanted to go through it again, especially now that I've beaten it. And I have all my, my weapons and stuff like that. Um, it's just a fun mechanical game. You know, the, the parry system alone, just like having a guy try to run at you, like, ah, no, <laughs> no way, Jose. I'm smacking yeah. you down and I'm going to, you know, <laughs> I'm shooting you in the kneecap. Actually, funny story. Uh, this happened. Um, uh, we were at in the office and I was telling Frank that, like, Granted, uh, it's not a pistol that you can do it. You can do it only with a with a with a, a bolt gun. But I was having people um, shooting them in the leg, and they would spin around, and that would easily just do the backflip, like like the the suplex the on suplex. them. Suplex. And so I would just do it every single time, and uh, that just alone was just like, all right, that's my that's my go to. <laughs> just yeah, bolt you in the toes, and then do a back and do a suplex on you. So weird, weirdly enough, through my. How many how many hours do I have in this game? Let me see. Oh, I'm scared. Um. Oh God! No, no! Open up my library, please. I kind of I'm kind of curious how many. How yeah, many? how many? Oh, all right. Well, oh, while God. you guys discover your hours, but yeah, I'm having a great oh, time on the Steam Deck. I played a little bit of the Mercenaries modes. It you know it's horde. It's 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 general horde, but I feel like a badass when I'm doing it. Um, what do I have to do to get this uh, rocket launcher? Do I have to play it like a bunch of times? Is that what I got to do? Uh, I don't remember for the for the infinite rocket launcher. Infinite honestly. rocket launcher is just once you finish the game once, uh-huh. all you have to do is have two million mm-hmm. um, okay. money, and then you just start uh, a new game plus. Got it. Yeah, right. usually it's easy just to sell your old weapons because they're usually worth like three hundred k each or up to like seven hundred k. So items just walk around with the okay. rocket launcher. So I have sixty-four hours. What in Re- in Resident Evil Four? Damn, okay. sixty-four. Yeah, and it helped you with the platinum. Got all the the stuff that you needed yeah. and all the yeah. trophies. So sixty-four hours. Okay. Never, never did the back body slam once. Seriously? Yeah. See, that's what I was. Uh, see, this is yeah. the thing, right? I was telling Mario like most like every time I've ever seen the suplex used, people are like, "Yeah, it's like some hidden thing." And then Mario's like, yeah, I'm doing it all the time. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, are you shooting people in the leg and then running around them to, because that's the way you're (laughs) supposed to do with a normal pistol. And I never used a bolt thrower, like at all. Like, I think that that thing's a hunk of junk. Oh, that bolt thrower is amazing. No, man. I'd rather use a red nine. With the the explosives, too. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, with the explosives. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, suplex and they die instantly. (laughs) So I was like, yeah, throughout the playthroughs, they never used it. So. I just kind of just like kind of ran through it with the uh, with the red nine for the most part, but uh, but yeah, I was like I was confused. I was like, why are you doing? Why are you taking that much effort to suplex people? Just shoot them. And I'm like, nah, dog. I fucking boom, do it immediately, <laughs> which is great. Yeah, I know. When I saw the video of it, I was like, oh yeah, no, that makes sense. Like, yeah. it's a little bit slower for like obviously if you're trying to do like like speed run playthroughs, like mm-hmm. you wouldn't do that. But no, like for a regular playthrough, it's. Psh- that suplex yeah. does hella damage, bro. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's really great. <laughs> so yeah, had my time with it. And then this is Frank. This is your last thing you have to do. Yeah, I mean it's not the last thing. I got to go through the castle and like do some treasures and stuff. But we, by the time this oh. podcast is over, yes, you know, Harv knows what I'm talking about. That was that was the most heartbreaking thing I had because I was because I was because one of the I did the assisted playthrough to get all the treasures because that's one of the, that's the trophy in all three areas. You have to get the treasures. Yeah, and I oh, got shit. Wait, no, no, I just talked to the merchant. No, hold on. Well, that's... 
No, uh, we could autosave uh, back. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just one of those things. It's, it's, it's nature. I saw right? you do that earlier, right? Frank. Like I was listening to what you were. I was actually just looking at your screen, and I was on autopilot in my periphery. Yeah, just nature, just to go talk to him. I was literally not even looking at the screen. Hopefully that oh. didn't count. Otherwise, I have to restart that. But it's yeah, fine. go to your yeah. We're not too far. We'll figure out. Um, so okay, we're good. One of the what? So there's treasures in the castle where you need to have Ashley with oh. you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you have to like vault her up into a hole, and then oh, she that like, opens okay. the door. And at so at some part in the castle section, you lose Ashley until mm-hmm. the the island. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna wait until the last chapter of the of the castle to like you know get all the treasures, get the last treasures. Mm-mm. I couldn't oh. do it because like because you can't get you can't get past you can't open that door. Got it. Parv, let me hit that you. Was let me so hit you. Sad. I was so sad. I was like, fuck! I gotta play this game again. Let me hit you with the absolute heart wrench that I had before the podcast here. So before the podcast, I did another playthrough already, right? That was my pistol knife only playthrough without doing any recovery items. So just no healing whatsoever throughout the whole game, knife pistol, right? Easy to do when you got this pistol, this fucking Matilda right here that just like yeets bullets. But yeah, so I'm doing that and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do the castle uh, as I'm only missing the castle treasure. I did everything yeah. else but the castle treasure. I'm like, screw it. I'll meticulously make go through the ta- castle and make sure I get every single one of them, right? I get to the part where you you control Ashley for the night part, <laughs> and I, I forget one of the fucking ones with the lock. With the, yeah, with she the takes keys. the keys with her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, because you can't get them. Because like, there's, you can't get those I think keys. There's, there's three treasures that only are on the Ashley side. Yeah, and you cannot get them with the Leon side because she gets keys and Leon doesn't. It's I I was very meticulous when I came to that part because I was like I'm not gonna miss these fucking things, and I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get these. But yeah, no, I, it's so easy to it's so easy to miss those two. So easy to miss those. Yeah. Do you chapter so, select and it will count or no? No, no. There's no chapter select in this game. Which yeah, there's no chapter that's select. funny because there's so annoying. many chapters in this game. Yeah. It's there's sixty. You chapters. breeze through Come them pretty on, quickly, man. though. You pre you can breeze through them in less than three hours. Oh yeah, I mean, my my one of my playthroughs was an hour and twenty minutes. Like I yeah. just fucking flew through it. But like, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. I I didn't kill anything. I just ran past everything because you could because at some point you know how everything works in this game. Yeah, and you just, just run shit up for fun. Yeah, at this okay. point, like I could just run right past most of these things. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, all in all, great game, yeah. guys. Great yeah. game. Cool. Uh, I, I am sitting at a cold, crisp. Uh, here, hold on, one hundred and twenty-eight out eight point one hours in this game. Um, Damn. I because here's the thing, right? I've most of my like initial playthroughs have been just perfecting it on professional, so I can get that S plus ranking. So like on professional, you have to one get through the game with on a new game so this has to be a fresh save no bonus like no uh, new game plus weapons no uh, already upgraded stuff you have to start fresh yeah beat the game in under five hours and 30 minutes which actually isn't that bad um yeah, it's not that bad. but you also have to do it on professional which fucking sucks so you have to start fresh and professional which means i had to do a little bit of kind of getting other items within different playthroughs to make it easier right so i did a playthrough on uh where i got an s an s uh on professional uh to get the hand cannon right hand cannon then if you want you you know play through like on professional you just use the hand cannon and just level it up throughout the whole thing right yeah uh, the chicago typewriter also helps out a lot 
uh, especially on professional because uh, everything's a bullet sponge and nothing likes to stagger no matter how many times you hit it. Um, and they take health pretty damn quick. So getting that, uh, I didn't do it with the chicken hat. Um, I, yeah, I figured great. it would it'd be faster for me to just do it without the chicken hat. So I just did it without the chicken hat. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, I, most of my time in this game is just perfecting the perfecting the game and figuring out every single last minute detail in this game. So I could just rush through it as fast as possible, which was actually kind of fun. I, I saw, I've known so many little small details that I don't think anybody's even talked about yet. The other thing that once I got to my old, like my next playthroughs, like my, like my subscript playthroughs, I started glitching the game as well, where mm-hmm. like I would walk through the wall, like not walk through, like not like Did I have like a cheat engine. Shit? Did you do any of the egg things where you like throw an egg and then just like, all right, cool. Insta kill people. Insta kill them. Yeah, yeah. The gold egg. Yeah, I, yeah. I do that with, 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 uh, with yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a um, weird mechanic. In the castle, there, there's like, there's a, a thing that you could do if with the, with the rifle. You point. Mm-hmm. So with the rifle, if you point down and back into a wall, nothing can attack you. Everything yep. diagros you <laughs> in this game. So what you can do is, in the castle when you first get in, when you see Ramon for the first time, yeah. you can glitch through the the door by like doing a fast move, and then you can just skip that entire that galazar whatever that fucking thing is called mm-hmm. you can skip that entire section got it uh the regenerator you can once in the freezer you can just scope down into the into the ground and it won't attack you it'll just stand there and then you just wait for your key card and then you just get out <laughs> it's 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 just like those little things i just did so i wanted to get get through my run as fast as possible um but i i would love because i've been watching speed runs for this game and right now the meta for speedrun, like what the main thing is professional new game. Oh and yeah, it right now the world record is an hour and fifty-three minutes. Jesus. Yeah. I will say with my with my run, I did not do any crazy. glitches. That I couldn't get the glit that glitch to work. Like I remember getting like fed up one night and be like, fuck it, let's try it. And I tried it. I was like, you know what, screw it, I'll just go through it. It's actually faster for me just to finish the game than it would be to learn the shit. I mean, all you have to—the the main thing you have to do—is put your sensitivity high, and that's really it. Well, I, my DPI is already high, so I just couldn't get it to—I I couldn't get it to work. So I said, "Fuck it." But yeah, I didn't glitch through any of it. So mine was like five hours and fifteen minutes for the yeah. for the whole just, uh, whole run. Yeah, I got to the point where I was just like, "I played this game way too much. I just want to get through these parts and just keep going." <laughs> that's the thing, though, man. Every even all these playthroughs—I think I'm. This is playthrough six. It might be playthrough seven. I had to check another save file because I don't know if it like it links all the playthroughs per different like new games that you make yeah but um yeah dude i just enjoy every time i play this it's just the the controls are fucking buttery smooth they are the uh the way the enemies react are so good and then like just on like harder difficulties i love how um earlier today i realized that um assisted and um what's the second what's the second difficulty called standard or something yeah, like that. The one that mostly everybody will play on. <laughs> yeah. No, they're totally different than, than oh, yeah. hardcore and professional. So, so, so yeah, so hardcore and professional, when you're about to go to the island, there are two knights there. Yeah. I'm over and here on like standard <laughs> and assisted, there's the knights aren't there. Yeah, what? I did my uh my pistol run through that. Yeah, there's two knights there, and I'm over here like Cutting the uh, like cutting the corners like looking with my guns like sighted down like this just like all right where's this knight at so he doesn't hit me and then he wasn't oh, there the and I'm knights. like what the fuck there, there's no knights yeah, the knight, yeah. but the blue flame is still there so I'm like okay well yeah I yeah. can see where this uh, the puzzles are different puzzles are as well too. yeah yeah the placements of like thing like where the items are even placed are different 
Uh, the the clock, treasures are the clock the same, puzzles. Though. The clock puzzle mm-hmm. is also different that, too. Okay, so I yeah. wanted to bring that up, dude. That so that's what really kind of fucked me on that treasure run because throughout every single professional run or hardcore run, I always knew the time was seven. Was like yeah. seven ten or something like that. Oh, it's and then that one is just like, oh yeah, no, it's 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 eleven oh five now, and I'm like, are you fucking like, come on, guys? <laughs> the funny thing is for Ashley, like I I wanted us blow through it too but the thing is you can't because you have to go grab the keys first yeah and then you can come back and do the other thing and then you got to open the waste for leon to like get the m4 because the m4 counts yeah. as a treasure for some reason yeah you know i think it's a piece of shit but it is what it is but yeah i haven't dude i've enjoyed this game so much i think my initial my initial kind of reaction to it still kind of stand that i still feel like in its current state it's incomplete like you know i i love the infinite replayability of it but like I like every time I play through it, I'm like, oh yeah, this is obviously a part where Ada is probably gonna step in during like assignment Ada and do some stuff here and stuff like that. And to make it so blatant within the game already just kind of seems kind of lazy. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it is what it is. Uh, is that different from the main game where the original game where yeah? So like in the original game, should be involved. Yeah, in the original game, they kind of did, if you remember how GTA did their DLCs, where they kind of interweaved them, but kind of more accidentally, like it was, there was no way they knew those characters were going to be like characters like way, way, way down the road. Because we're talking like years and years of development, right? Mm -hmm. But then like they found ways to weave those characters within the main story. Same thing with like Assignment Ada on the PS2, right? Like it was just like kind of scenes where like, hey, we can kind of insert Ada here and it would it would make sense, right? Got it. Whereas in this one, it's just like, hey, there are scenes here where there's obvious information not given to you, and it's obvious that this is going to be answered during Assignment. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that that just kind of doesn't really sit right with me because I'm like, okay, you're making obvious to players that they're not getting the full story, and then anybody who's oh, go ahead. No, so do you expect we see that later this year, like E3 time, like uh, Com- um, Comcast or Comcast, Capcom, uh, <laughs> Comcast, Comcast presents Resident Evil Four DLC. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I think this. I feel like if we're gonna do assignment Ada, we're probably looking like late, late uh, December, maybe early January. If they are gonna do that, um, really, I feel like we're gonna. That's also gonna have like costumes and shit like that, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Why isn't Leon's RPD outfit in this game? Like it, it's one of the yeah. classics. It needs yeah. to be in there. Um, I would love, I would love for Capcom to do what they did with RE2 and do a classic like OG skin. Like yeah. give me OG RE4 GameCube Leon as, <laughs> as a skin, and I would totally love that. Okay. Same thing for Ashley and everything. Um, if we get to it, I, I love the original costume so much for certain characters. Like I don't like Luis's costume. I feel it just looks kind of tight and weird for me. Uh, compared to the original character, and then same thing for Ada. I really like her costume too. I really like the her OG costume. So for Ada, I put her already in her OG RE2 costume, and then for Luis, uh, if we get to him, I don't know if he, that mod is selective because it's kind of getting me annoyed. But uh, I, I turned him dancing into the around that merchant, by the way. I keep seeing. I, I almost did him. it. I almost did it. <laughs> I, I almost danced with the devil right there. Uh, no, actually, I'm going the wrong way. Um, see, this is why you don't talk and play video games. You're doing a great job, uh, yeah. by the way. You did a whole boss <laughs> fight while talking, and I was very impressed. Yeah, actually, I'm not really paying attention to I mean, to be fair, though, it's a one-shot kill with a rocket launcher. Yeah, <laughs> you just got to aim and shoot, honestly. Yeah, everything is a one-shot kill. Yeah. yeah um, plus, I just kind of, at this point, I know where the enemies are coming from. Like, I've I've had to get stuck on certain parts of the game. Like, I'd have to run through it over and over again to, like, pure perfection. Like, Elder Ring-level perfection, where you have to, like fight something again and again learn its intricacies and just kind of eventually just it becomes muscle memory sure uh but yeah that that's the unhealthy amount i play these resident evil games at 
but yeah no it's it's i've i've just had a lot of fun with it it's uh it's a blast i, I can't wait till simon ada eventually drops because that's going to be like a nice little fresh uh fresh kind of look into this i hope it's long i hope it isn't like a kind of short dlc the uh the ps2 one was kind of notoriously short mm-hmm. so i mean i i don't expect too much but it would be really cool if they made it like a uh kind of a bigger thing than it was before Okay. Uh, we'll wrap this up in just a second. The one question I want to ask both of you, because I know that we were both Resident Evil Village fans. Did either of uh, did either of you play the DLC for that at all? No, I want to, though. Rose, Rose's DLC? Yeah, Rose DLC? Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I did not. Because of the third-person perspective camera mode, right? Yeah, they added that, and they added, obviously, yeah. some actual story content as well. Um, okay. No, I was just curious, because then I wanted to know if that was substantial. It's like, would it be similar to that? Where they just added a whole mode because imagine they added yeah, first person a... in this game, dude. I I can imagine it like the, the just the way the uh, it worked for RE2. Yeah. Um, when I did that like first person run, yeah, it was fun, man. I they could totally do it for this. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be like 100 like on the ball because it's kind of more of a goofy mode. Of course. But we've already seen DLC already with mercenaries, so hopefully maybe we start seeing like little smaller drops here and there. I saw <laughs> I saw the the heart sink for Sly right now. Because like, I am unwell. Well, well, we're about to transition to this right now. So, okay, hold on. Before we completely move on, uh, you know what? Yeah. Uh, hold on. We're almost there. We're almost there, guys. We just got to finish what we're playing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Harv, wh- uh, tell me about Star Wars. Have you played any of it this week? So, no, I've only put the settings, but this week I want to play it. I'm going to finish it this week. Okay. And so I'll have, for, for next week, I'll have an actual review for it. Okay, and I could give you guys like a thing for it, but I'm 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 excited if for this. If it works, if it works, this is the biggest problem. Now, PC ver- apparently all versions are not working well for this game. And crazy, by the way, that, it's it's cra- insane, crazy to me that this game like it's it's, it's it's nuts to me that I feel like fidelity doesn't take into effect when reviews come out for games. Uh huh. And when when like like the how the game runs just doesn't come into like. Like what? What this? What should this should be scored or what they should talk about? One hundred percent. Like, like this game is like like so on some people's PCs unplayable. Yeah, some people can't get to the <laughs> past the fucking title menu right now. Oh, dude, I ran this game just to get my settings. I was getting ten FPS through that title menu the entire oh my time. God, that's that's unforgivable <laughs> level. <laughs> and what sucks about it too, man, is like. I know for a fact there there are people there. There's no way nobody knew. There's no yeah. way nobody knew. There's no way nobody opened that fucking game just a quick little test to see and didn't see that. And what sucks is like more than likely somebody probably brought it up to upper manager like, "Yo, we need like an extra like maybe week or so, guys." Like, it it's not gonna run. They're like, "No, fuck it, just just throw it out there." Well, they got they got an extra six weeks for it. Yeah. Right. And then I guess upper mind manager was like, it's gotta come out now. It's gotta, it's gotta, come, gotta come out. Actually, hold on. I gotta I gotta do this for the doggo. Every time you oh, actually no, doggo's not here. I guess I killed yeah, him too fast. You killed him too fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, dude, it just sucks. And I was talking to Kevin Diaz earlier about it today on Twitter, where he was mentioning it, like, hey, how is it that like, you know, I'm seeing near perfect scores, but like the game's not playable? Like, how's that how's that a thing? And I was I, I said something and I was like, you know what, let me double check myself really quick. So I looked at Metacritic and I'm reading these reviews and they're like, yeah, people are probably not going to be able to get the full spectrum of Jedi Fallen Order in this playthrough because like, you know, it's all broken and stuff. But here's a 90. Like near perfect score. So like, I it, actually what I have an answer for for this a little bit. Um, so I watched the kind of funny 
uh, breakdown of basically what their review was. And they've all had experiencing with different types of issues, either being not reaching full 60 frames per second in performance mode on even PlayStation 5, um, which seems yeah. to be the place where it does perform the best. Um, at least you get like about 45. Um, which is crazy. <laughs> basically what it is is that they have to, they don't get the game finished, right? They get the game early in the same way that they don't get the day one patch. They don't get any of those. And so what they have to do is dictate of like what they feel like this game will be once it is complete. And they can't confirm or deny what it is at day one. Because day one, maybe all the fucking things that are fixed. Um, so they have to base it off of what they believe that that score will be at the time of release. Even at that moment, if they felt like if everything was fixed, could they still approve it? Like story wise, yeah. it's probably up there. Gameplay wise, probably up there too. But then there are some technical issues that are causing this game to not perform as well, and they have to offset that. And so some of them, when they had their conversation, some of them are like, it's a four out of five, it's a three out of five. It was very varied. So they definitely yeah. had to take that into account um, when talking about this. And I feel yeah. like, you know, everyone has their own in their, their continuum that they can only go off of in a time where the game is not out. And so they, they also don't really communicate with other people, too. So the fact that everyone kind of gave it eight is just sort of like serendipitous. But at the same time, it's also kind of shitty. You know, like it's. Yeah. It's a damn if you do, damn if you don't. Like, like, I think we're, I think as people that like, that that do reviews and like, or critics and stuff like that, should know at this point that day one patches don't do shit at this point. We all should know it. Yeah. We're always talking about the day one patch. There are games You know how, us, it's like, oh, sorry, go ahead. But there are games like God of War. That pre-launch probably doesn't run perfectly, but the day one patch does, and it does run great. So there are definitely a balance between like it's it's always I, usually third-party games. In a lot of ways, it's yeah. never like exclusive yeah, yeah. games. It's, it's usually third-party because they have they have so many yes. skews they have to deal with, right? Yes. Yeah. I think I think one of the things is like I guess they I guess the other thing that I think that critics should probably know is like yeah. depending on how broken it is, is a day one patch even going to fix these problems? Exactly. And they don't know that and, either, and they they bring that yeah. up too. See, that's yeah. the crazy thing, though. Like, we kind of know that as, like, the just kind of general consumer. Like, how do they, they not know that at this point? I don't know. I, I it should, it, this game should, should be a rotating scale then at that point. Yes. Uh, so, like, Linus Tech Tips does it, like, I think kind of the coolest where, like, he rates it as he gets it. And this is a conversation that's been brought up in the GPU market and the CPU market and everything, right? Like, do we review it how we get it or do we review it how it's going to be when it's fixed? And nine times out of ten, like the more, more honest reviewers say, "Fuck it, we're just going to review it how it is." And if they don't like it, then they shouldn't have given us a product that was broken at launch. There, there's a, a YouTuber named Skill Up. I don't know if you guys know who he is. Yeah. I kind of bring him up every now and then on, on the channel. And he he doesn't do score. He doesn't do scores. He does like what I recommend, what I not recommend. And he pretty much said, "I don't recommend this game at all. Don't don't buy this game right now because like, yeah. it's just not it just not in a good state." Yeah, and that's the honest way to do it. It's like, warn yeah. you. And the whole point of reviews is put, for consumers to begin with. Yeah, and people put so much stock in numbers, and we see it. We've seen it over the years as people who are in the game space with like every outlet having a different scale and outlets going through multiple iterations of what their rates scale is right like people put so much weight on assigning a number value to a play experience and when we look at a play experience it's going to a be different for everyone and b going to 
you know, everybody's going to have something that is important to them and can't necessarily be represented by, oh, this is a 10 out of 10 game for every single person, right? Some people might be a 10 out of 10 game and some people it might be a 3 out of 10 game, right? It really depends on what you're looking for and having more like recommendation-based, word-based, etc. type reviews is going to be less uh, pushback, I think, because mm. people will see just the number if you have it, right? Yeah. And so, like, it, it really depends on how people are reviewing things and how they're bringing their perspective to whether or not they recommend something. A lot of that's conducive to yeah. like you're saying, like the number everyone's looking at, but not no one's really talking about the individual context of the reviews and what they actually say. They're like, hey, probably they're saying there's issues. This is a hey, this game might has the potential to be this number, but we want to at least caveat that like, hey, it has these issues, um, mm -hmm. and it's definitely I been think, brought up. And you're right, Mario. Actually, on that, yeah, because like like the reviews that I was I was citing earlier, like it would say. Like it would say, like, hey, we're starting off the review saying, hey, this review, this game is flawed. It's broken. It's not working right now. You're not going to get the same experience now that you would later. Mm -hmm. But also next to like a 90 review score, which is the only reason why I was like, that just seems kind of icky. Sure. And that's for sure. It's it's definitely give and take, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, 100. I'm playing it this week. I am going to try to go through it and see how it goes. I want to have a review on my channel probably at the end of this week at some point. Uh, or end of next week, sorry. Not this week because this week is ended. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm excited to, to jump into it. Okay, cool. All right. Well, then I'm gonna actually going to wrap up uh, what we've been playing with just the last thing that I've been You're doing. You're not going to let me talk about Marvel Snap? Oh, I didn't even <laughs> see that. I'm so sorry because it's on the second page. You still playing because I'm still playing too. I'm still playing. Uh, yeah, I'm in a. Uh, I bought the season pass this time. I don't know. I was just feeling it. There was some cool animal variants. Animals. Why not? Yeah. Um. I I've been playing it. I've been playing it regularly. Still trying to you know keep up with all the dailies and stuff. Um. Still having a blast. They. I don't know if I want to say recently. Uh, but they kind of reworked the way the rank system works, which yes. is really interesting. Once you hit um, the next zero ith place or whatever, it jumps you to like up. the five. Yeah, um, which is really interesting. I'm I'm really liking it. Uh, I don't really care about rank at all. Like that's never been something that I've. Uh, focused on and on yeah. the old system I was always sitting around mid 30s etc uh, but right now I'm ranked 55 so okay. that's that's a good rank that's you good know rank it's there. rewarding people who, yeah it's rewarding people who are playing regularly um, so I really enjoy that that change in it um, and yeah I don't know Marvel Snap still fun still addicted still fun oh, yeah. we're still thinking about doing a tournament but the logistics of how that visually would look <laughs> still kind of difficult um because there's not a way for us to just uh bridge the gap of showing it on screen or anyway so we'll figure that out still we're still working on that so that's why you haven't heard it. we brought that up a while ago we haven't done it yet it's because of that reason um but we'll, we'll figure that out for sure um the last thing i want to talk about is i um over the uh last couple of weeks I've actually revisited The Last of Us Part Two primarily because the show 
uh, really put the bug in me uh, to want to see that story again. I haven't played it since the pandemic, uh, which is crazy, since 2020. And uh, the other reason was because my partner, we, we watched the show together. And so uh, to I wanted them to see the continuation of the story before they ever got spoiled because there are a lot of major spoilers in that. They may or may not honor those spoilers. And so I wanted to like sort of get that out of the way. Um, and they loved it. They actually thought it was really great. And I personally grew more attached to the characters as I played it the second time around because I knew where <coughs> things were going, but I forgot how the game made me feel about certain things. And I very much... Uh, I had the best part though is I had to walk, I had to talk to him. I was like, "Hey, are you okay if if I just start uh, indiscriminately killing doggos? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're all gonna die. They're all gonna, gonna have dog killing in that game. It's a lot of dog killing. <laughs> that it's like they're attacking me first. Okay, I gotta defend myself somehow. Okay. <laughs> and then I was like, "Remember their names." Um, <laughs> the names. But yeah, that Snowball. game holds the fuck up. It's still great. It was a weird playing Resident Evil 4 and that at the same time because their control schemes are very different. Kind of broken uh, in some aspects. But when I got used to it, um, it's just so, they did so such a great job of updating the, the mechanics of just the, the stealth of Last of Us. Um, I don't think people really consider it a, more of a stealth game. Um, but yeah, there's a, it's that's how I, that's a stealth how I game, yeah. The, the That's fact the that, only way that I play it. Yeah. yeah. And That's the only way you can really play it on. The way that, like, you can be in the mid-full run and then do the, like, kill over and lay down sort of, like, Metal Gear style is fucking awesome. Um, and I absolutely adored playing through it again, just uh, gameplay-wise. I was feeling like a badass. Um, but at the same time, also trying to play the game as if I was performing it because I wanted to be, like, walk slower in certain parts so you can, like, take take in the ambiance and stuff like that. And uh, Last of Us is a good-ass series. Can we get factions now, please? I really want to play factions. Like Multiplayer for Last of Us would be fucking sick. Oh, my God. This year. Fucking right, Neil Druckmann, please stop writing Last of Us Part 2, the TV show, and give me the goddamn factions. I think, I think we're going to see it at Summer Game Fest. I feel like Summer Game Fest. We saw it last year at Summer Game Fest. I think like we're actually saying. I think I think we're supposed to like I think he was saying that we're going to see gameplay for it this year. I would like to see a release date. So yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll see. Release There's... date might be might be a little far away. I don't know. Release date might How be long have they been away. working on this goddamn thing? Uh, like, I know I know it's supposed like, to have its own story and everything. It's like their next big release. So Oh, okay. Them... Like, that's what I was always wondering too. Like if, yeah. it, it can't be just a multiplayer game anymore, right? No, it's more than just that. Yeah, it's, it's a big apparently the scope of it got really really big. Yeah. So High chance cool. Can have I, a that, that'd be nice. Yeah. So, because if if you remember the yeah, last like, factions last time, there was kind of a story, but it was very vague and very small. It was just text. And uh, for them to flesh it out with characters and people to care about, that'd be interesting. Um, so somebody shooting see. fireworks out, outside, Mario. Yeah, I think it's the Sox Park because it's going off right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's going off right now. <laughs> I yeah, thought we were getting right AC one thirty for a second there. We, we live right next to the White Sox, and so they're just going off right now. So they probably lost, though. You guys can let us know uh, yeah. in sports talk when we get there. Um, the yeah. one sport I don't yeah, follow. The one sport. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so that has been what we've been playing. Let's get into what we've been watching. This is a little bit more of a meteor section. Uh, let's Actually, I'm going to let you guys go off. Talk about sports. What's going on? 
What's going on in the world of sports? I'm physically unwell. It's okay, fine. So, so, since we've been watching this, because since this game has been going on, so the Boston, so the Boston Bruins are facing the Florida Panthers. Uh, when this period started, it was three two for Florida. When- yeah, and now when it's five, five. I started setting up for the show, it was yeah. what? Oh my god, it was the goal they took away. So it was um, three two, I think, wasn't it? Three two, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. And now it's five five, and like it's fucking back a lot of those have been in the last couple minutes yeah yeah all the the last couple minutes but but yeah no i've uh i've been i've been watching a lot of these playoffs uh this year i watch these playoffs every year uh this is best time best time in sports is nhl playoff time and then it's accompanied by also the nba playoffs but i feel like the nba playoffs just aren't the same because they the nba just doesn't have the same kind of like the the parity is too big in the NBA, in my opinion. It's too big. Mm-hmm. You you just know yeah. who's who are the top teams, and those are the teams that are gonna be like. It doesn't get interesting till about probably the second round in the in the NBA. That's when it actually starts I mean, getting. Interesting. Hey, the Knicks made it to the second round this year. Who I mean, saw that coming? And the Bucks are out, so that's that's always fun too. So like, <laughs> um. But the NHL, so when watching the NHL, every every night uh, on on my channel, I've been doing initial highlights. And so I'm getting people, like, people from, like, UK and stuff like that, they, they're excited to watch NHL highlights now as well and just, like, get, get more into the NHL. So it's just, like, I'm just trying to get more people to watch some hockey because hockey is just fun to watch. It's just fun to watch. That's the most Canadian been, thing I think yeah. I've ever seen you do. And it's, <laughs> dude, it's, it's, about it. it's one of the cool. Oh the crazy thing is, it's, watch. it's the one of the craziest playoffs this year because every series except for one has been really, really close. And mm. it doesn't. It, it usually somehow always ends up this way, but you it always like it's always at the beginning of the playoffs. It's like Boston is gonna sweep this team. Like it's they're the best. They're the best team in uh-huh. in, in hockey. They they have the record for the most wins. They got the record for the most points. They got the most record for like most home wins. They got so many records this year. And now oh, we're in game six. Bulls. Exactly, exactly. Okay. But like, <laughs> they're in game five right now, or game six, and they could be going to game seven against uh-huh. Florida, who is the bottom seed of of the Eastern Conference. They were yeah, wild cards. Yeah, a wild card team. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? Uh, why hockey? What, what? What makes you love hockey? What, well, what? What is the? What is the draw to hockey that makes you want to come back every single season to see what's going on? Mario, well, put on the Canadian national anthem. Harv talks about it. But, um, I, I, I've mentioned this multiple times. I've tried to get into hockey like multiple times throughout my life, and it just never stuck. We'll see if it sticks this time. Uh, but the first like day I like sat down to actually follow like hockey-ish this season or whatever was the day that every single team played. There, like literally every single team played on a Saturday, and so I was just like hopping around back and forth between uh, like whatever games were on, and it's just I don't know something about it is just so fun. And 
like I like sports. I enjoy sports, right? I'm a big basketball fan. And there's just something so fun. Like I know hardly anything about the rules of hockey. I can follow because I know how to follow like a sports match, right? Mm-hmm. Um and just like the process of learning and getting invested in and being excited about a new sport is not like a process I've gone through in a really long time. And it's just so fun to get excited about like, I don't know, sports, man. I could understand that in, in the only in broad terms. And the only broad terms I'm referring to is whenever I watch the mighty ducks movies. Um, <laughs> of, course, of course you bring it to the fucking mighty ducks the mighty ducks know, are, they, don't, they, don't, they don't do the flying V in this, in this. they can't do the flying V but man uh, I remember watching the end of the first one and it's like quack 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 let's go hit that slap shot baby um, so if it's anything like that even if it doesn't have the flying V that's, that's pretty cool that's pretty cool I mean, yeah. Harv, you're so right about, like, I mean, I'm following the the men BA, um, right? But, like, (laughs) like you said, there's so many teams. There's so many people going on. You have your couple strong forces. It's not going to get exciting until the next round, right? Yeah. It's when those Uh, teams start facing each other. Yeah. This is exciting now. Yeah, because like every team, because like in the NHL, you can't you can't have super teams. You can't mm-hmm. have super teams in the NHL, and Florida really? just scored. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just scored. <laughs> six five, six five game, five, baby. And half, five and a half minutes left. Yeah, because Jesus. in in hockey in hockey you have a salary cap, and you can't go over the salary cap. Well, every most like every sports franchise has. Salary caps, but, but comparatively, hockey's salary cap is tiny. Yeah, it's like I think it's like it's 130 so million or something like that. And it's like, but the thing is, in in, in the NBA, you can ha- you can go over the salary cap as long as you pay the luxury tax. So your uh, your your team mm-hmm. gets taxed. You can get fined. Yeah, in hockey, you can't go over it no matter what. There's no luxury tax. You just can't go over it. Mm-hmm. So you have players. That you have, you have to, you have to like Seattle Kraken are the prime example of this. They have Frank really don't, Frank no don't, Frank don't. Oh, <laughs> okay. They Sorry. really they, <laughs> <to> the <laughs> they really don't have a superstar, but they have so much secondary scoring <laughs> that it's just it's insane. It's it's insane that they don't have like a star player or anything, but they're doing it by committee, and that's what hockey is. It's doing it Is by no Wayne Gretzky. No, they don't. They don't have anything. Anybody. <laughs> How much like do you that? think Wayne Gretzky would make if he was like an NBA player? Like in ter- in comparison. <laughs> oh, he would make his legacy. In comparison, he would be. He would if if he had the same skills in the NBA. Uh-huh. He would make. Tr- he would make like because <laughs> hockey players are paid the least out of every major sports, uh-huh. which is because there's wild. a salary cap. Yeah, because it is a salary cap sport. Yeah. Um. So like the most, I think the biggest contract that ever anybody got was like, I think it was like eighty eight million over seven years or something like that. Shit. So really? like, 
that's like what maybe eight mil a year or something yeah that's like that's a contract for like Ish. one nba player like on the low yeah. end isn't it on the low on the low, on like the medium end that that's yeah. how players make right yeah. so yeah. like you put yeah, that yeah, into yeah. perspective like it they they just don't get paid as much in the in the nhl hmm. that's all i think about shout out to wing gretzky by the way what a fucking legend yeah man <laughs> You don't, you don't, you don't, what is, what is the, the whole, the Wayne Gretzky quote? And it's like, you hit the puck, you go for the puck for not where it's going, but where it's going to be. Is that, is that the quote? I think that's the quote. I think I nailed it. I have no clue. I learned that from Kevin Smith. That's why I know that quote. Yeah. It, 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 it's like, you don't, you don't want to go where the puck is. You want to go where the puck is going to go. Yeah. 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 See. Where the, puck, where the puck is going, not where the puck is going, is at. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. No, hockey is fun, and it's fun because, like, in the streams, I usually have people asking questions about hockey, and there's, like, two or three of us in chat, or, like, two or three, three of my friends in chat that are just, like, we're just talking about, like, how the rules work and stuff like that and what the game, like, how, how people play the game and, like, what offside is, point, icing is. At some point, I will is. get over myself and ask, actually ask you all of the rules questions I have, but we haven't gotten to that point yet. I'm just white-knuckling through. <laughs> But then, but you know what? Do the I part, understand you know what, how line chasers work? Not at all. Line chasers, <laughs> but I'm you know not going to look it up. Don't need to worry about line chasers. Don't worry. Don't worry about those. I have so, so many uh, questions. But the the one thing I will say: once you get invested in like what a penalty is, this league is going to infuriate you because <laughs> half the time the refs won't even call a fucking penalty. Oh yeah. Like you. This, oh yeah. This guy gets slashed. Like this guy. Like this is like a fucking stick. A a composite stick. Getting slashed in the hands where you could break somebody's bones, no penalty. You know what? Let him play. It's fine. Just let him play. Like what? Put some Vicks on it. You're good. When you yeah, like nearly flipped another dude. Nothing. Yeah, All right. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. All right. You know, <laughs> let him play. Let him play. Just the boys are horse playing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. They're like, they're like, like Canadian. Irish. <laughs> these fucking guys can get away with murder. They're like, let him play. Let him play. All right. Jeez. Well, there you go. The uh, the NHL, the only sport Anyways. you get away with murder. <laughs> in the playoffs. Actually, yeah. WWE too, right? Has anybody been murdered in the WWE? I mean, technically, yes. Yeah. Te- technically, Owen Hart did die uh, falling uh, to his death. Uh, that was the thing. Uh, I also want to, before we uh, divert from sports, I do want to mm-hmm. say... Shout out to the dub, starting preseason, what, little over a week? Okay. I think the Storm's first game is the ninth? Question mark? I don't know, I'm a bad fan. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> very excited. I, like, like I said, I like the men BA, but I'm much more invested in the dub, so sure. very excited for them to come back this summer. It's gonna be a... Mm, it's gonna be a season... <sighs> great people. Sly, Sly is gonna they be took a lot of great people. Minutes. I'm gonna be stressed for the next months. Sports, man. I thought this was like a relaxing pastime, but I guess not. <laughs> oh, dude, it is okay. It's not. It, this is this is the complete opposite. Cirque, okay, let's let's go back to 2011. Okay, okay, we're going My, back to 2011. Vancouver That's- Canucks. In the finals, the Canucks. Mario fucking put on the national anthem as he's speaking right now. <laughs> it's on. It's on. Actually, <laughs> Vancouver Canucks versus the Boston Bruins, 2011 finals. 
all my friends, Canucks fans. So we got together. We even called, like, half of us called out work <laughs> just to imagine. watch these games. <laughs> the The amount of tension in that room in every single game, you you literally could cut it with a knife. It is, it's, it's so, <laughs> like, you could hear, like, a pin dropping. That's how much tension there was in the room when this when these games are being played gotcha and it got to the point where like the last game they lost i think four nothing and a couple of our <laughs> friends they got physically mad that their team lost <laughs> because <laughs> it's, it's just one of those things man sports is it's an, it's an interesting thing i and mean it's... i've been physically ill for the past two games <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah so oh, man. The only time the Vancouver Canucks ever got close to... Oh, well, actually, they got close in 94, but that really doesn't matter, but... <laughs> close in 94. Close. The farthest I know back is, like, the 2014 draft class, and all of my my knowledge of any people in this fucking league has been purely through fan fiction. Thank you very much. Wow. <laughs> all right, well, on that note... <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and transition away from sports uh let's see here in terms of what we've been watching before we get to the big topic of what we've been watching uh i'll go ahead and bring up what i've been seeing on the peacocks because on the peacock network uh as well as on cnbc i think is where you can actually find this show on tuesdays or sundays or some shit uh it doesn't matter the show is called leguizano does america if you don't know who leguizamo is Watch uh, a little classic called The Pest, Spawn, Romeo and Man Juliet. Man has a repertoire. He's a repertoire. I was say Romeo and Juliet, right? Romeo and Juliet. Um, he was in uh, uh, Tu Wong Fu, uh, Letters to Dear uh, Julie Newmar. It's a great movie. Um, he was also in John Wick 1 and 2. Okay. Oh, and Super Mario Brothers. He was Luigi in Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, the older one, yeah, yeah, yeah. The original Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. I am a massive fan of John Leguizamo. I grew up watching all those movies. I grew up watching him, uh, his stand-up. Um, I'm absolutely, if I ever get to meet that man, I will lose my goddamn mind. I would love to interview him one day. But uh, he's just, uh, you know, just a, an amazing comedian. And he's doing a show called uh, Leguizamo Does America, where essentially he just goes to different cities and talks about Latin culture. And different aspects of that culture in that city. Um, the first two episodes that I have seen were New York and Miami. Eventually, they'll go to Chicago, probably Texas, and some other places. And it's definitely just talking about what the flavors are of those specific areas. The music that comes from there. The hip-hop influences. You know, how much both hip-hop is both a, in black culture, but also Latin culture helped also with that as well, specifically in the Brooklyn area. Um, talking all the way to the foods, the sights and sounds, Broadway. What does it mean to be a fashion designer? Um, Latinx as a concept. They have a whole section where they have a, a round table with like celebrities and talk about what does this mean for Latin culture of going both, uh, you know, with every, be, being traditionally a masculine feminine language and then introducing this concept of 
of Latinx, so that way it's more inclusive for all. And they have actually the funniest thing, Frank, and you'll laugh your ass off on this. During that that conversation, Fat Joe was sitting at the table eating food. <laughs> what the fuck is Fat Joe there? No, he, I, so, I, I haven't heard of that name in a long time. So they actually play big pun in the in the show too because of his influence in in uh, is uh, in in, in uh, New York culture, and so Fat Joe was there uh, as a representative <laughs> of hip hop. Fat Joe, hell yeah. And uh, I guess so. Yeah, I guess he would be a representative, wouldn't he? He would yeah. represent the Latin hip hop. Uh, exactly which was awesome and so they had like a round table of just people from like uh uh, spanish people that work in the restaurant industry people that work obviously in music um and then this upcoming episode i think is gonna have like george lopez on it and some other people but um but yeah it's essentially just breaking down the different culture divide um going by like for instance when they went to florida when he went to miami they talked about how it's very much a conservative area within the Cuban community because they came from uh, Cuba, which obviously was a fascist dictatorship. They're very anti-fascist. They're very anti-socialist. And so it's definitely shows of like, what was the trend within the last year? Because when Obama went down to Miami, they were all about Obama. But then when Trump was around versus Hillary, they all basically flipped and it went straight, um, you know, red state. And their summarization was that Hillary didn't go to Miami. Hillary didn't go to talk to these people. Obama did. And so they're basically saying, like, will is the possibility to have this switch back the opposite direction um, with this upcoming election? Um, so definitely curious. I mean, you see that a lot with um, just, like, the general idea mm-hmm. of like, the concept of the South, yeah. right? Being, like, uneducated and, like... Republican like cannot be changed and always like talked down to and then when you look at the way like people who are like more left and think they're better than everybody because of that talks to people from that area regardless like no wonder they're not going to be agreeing with you you're treating them like they're idiots like if you're not even going to bother engaging with people how can you expect them to support you Yes, yeah, exactly. It just leads to the culture of like people thinking that people are too scared to talk to X amount of group, right? Yeah. And right. I've, and it definitely contributes to it. And I feel like when it comes to the way that they were at least talking about in the documentary, it definitely, there is some hope there, but it, it they have to come with a conceit that uh, some of the ideas that they came from, where they ran from, from Cuba, scares them. And so you have to be able to speak to that audience. And so I think that was a really great way of how on that episode they were really brought that up, how they brought the Latinx in the New York episode. And I'm curious how they're going to go about it, obviously, um, with the next couple episodes. I think it's only like a six-episode series. Um, I'm having fun watching it. Just I don't watch shows like this. I don't watch learning shows. <laughs> it sounds so stupid. You know, I don't have time learning to, show. <laughs> time to watch, <laughs> you know, like History Channel and all that shit. Are you talking about, are you talking about educational shows? Educational shows. <laughs> educational content. Educational shows. You know? And because I like Mario's anti-education, you heard it here first. (laughs) That's right. I run my platform on anti-education. I never. No, I'm not gonna go. I was gonna say some shit. I'm not gonna say that. Um, But yeah. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. (laughs) No, don't say that. (laughs) No, I won't. Um, But John Leguizamo, you know, he is a left-leaning person. I follow him on Twitter. He was uh, hosting, obviously, um, the daily the Daily Show for uh, I think a week, 
And uh, no, I just love him as a dude. I, 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 I'm really happy I get to watch a show with him in it. I, he, he's like a comfort. He's like a comfort food from my childhood. But and, and so to see him do this is kind of cool because I'm enjoying it for him, but I'm also enjoying it for the content that he's, you know, sharing. So wanted to bring that up. If you want to watch that, that Sounds is in Peacock. Yeah, it's on Peacock. If you want, I wish it was about. literally anywhere else. I know, I know. If you, yeah. I guess you could Fuck watch it on MSNBC or some bullshit. MSNBC. That's where it is, <laughs> but it's on is. Peacock. Oh, yeah. oh. Peacock owns mm. NBC, so that's why. Got it. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So that was uh, that. And now we're going to go ahead and talk about one of our main conversation topics. This is going to be mostly a me and Frank thing. I'm going to have Frank start us off. Frank, we're going to talk about Evil Dead Rise while you blow people up with a rocket. Yeah, Evil Dead Rise, man. <laughs> what a what a fucking movie. Um, me and Mario are going to come at this at two different angles here. Just because, yes. like, so I am 100% a Evil Dead fan, but I am a big fan of, like, Evil Dead when it's, like, Ash and, like, Ash versus Deadites, right? Yeah. So I very much have not seen the remake movie that doesn't involve Ash in any kind of way possible, right? Because it just isn't my thing, right? I, I I feel like Evil Dead, and even after watching Evil Dead Rise, spoiler alert, I still feel like it needs a central protagonist to really kind of shine. But, it, it, you know, Mario's right, man. Bruce Campbell's getting kind of old. Bruce, Bruce Campbell, you know, he kind of just wants to take a seat back from it. Maybe he doesn't want to be Ash forever, right? Got to respect the wishes of the man himself. And um, so then in that respect, you know, I mean, I, I decided, hey, you know what? Let's go see what Evil Dead looks like without Ash in it. All right. Let's go see what it looks like without uh, my favorite parts in it. And you know what? It's not bad. It's not bad at all, actually. That's that a pretty goddamn great movie. Um, there's a lot of... There's a lot of love for Evil Dead, like classic movies in that movie. There's a lot of nice little nods to those movies. And you know what? I still believe there needs to be a main protagonist. Maybe we'll see that throughout all these remakes. But you know what? This movie kind of proved to me that it can live without Ash for a little bit. But uh, Mario, like I, I want to hear from your perspective, too, because you 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 watch both movies and you've been trying to convince me to watch remake movie for for a good little bit now. Yeah. Yeah, I think that 2013's Evil Dead, the uh, reboot, if you will, um, I think it does a lot of great things with the concept of bringing it back to the original Evil Dead movie, which has some silly moments in it, but a lot of that silliness is now coming from the era in which it was made and the campiness of it in terms of the design and stuff like that. But it was really meant to be just like a real terrifying experience. And they do succeed in the Evil Dead 2013, it's more visceral. It's more grittier in terms of just the design of the the world, in terms of the camera uh, lens of it, but still keeps it and retains elements of all the Evil Dead stuff that you've all known, um, adding in that extra grit to it. That being said, the, sh- the movie is still hilarious if you watch uh, 2013 as well. There's some really funny bits. And then transitioning to uh, Evil Dead Rise, just taking the concept completely away from the cabin, and now we're in this uh, high-rise uh, residential building. Uh, how much could they, you know, connect to those similar elements, but be in this such spot? Consp- you know, it's an even more confined space than say like, uh, you know, um, a forest. Which theoretically, you would think they could just leave, but they do find ways to work around that. Where they're like, nope. You are fucking trapped, and you're going to be dealing with this all night. Um, and they do a great job 
with that specific elements of it. Uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed Evil Dead Rise. It definitely has some of the most visceral kills. Um, not the most, I would say... How can I describe this, Frank? And uh, Not necessarily there were kills in the other movies. They mostly just... The slow, like... Dying of the characters. Yeah, the slow, like... The consumption of the characters taking being taken over by the deadites. Um, that happens in this movie, and it happens quite a bit. Um, but I, I think that the actual, like, visceral, like, st- like oh, what happens to the individual characters is really fucked up. And especially... Oh, yeah. Especially certain things. I mean, obviously, everybody knows that the the emoji for this movie is the fucking cheese grater. There's a lot with glass that I'm not a fan of. That that I didn't like. like, There's a lot. They play a lot with glass in this movie, and you know what? Yeah, but you're right. This is more like the slow torture of characters before they finally succumb to it, right? Yes. And they become a full deadite. Oh, I gotta blow up, blow this up, don't I? Yeah, go ahead. I love some light torture. Yeah, and the, the the thing is, though, is like when we see it in those other movies, it's like characters that are teenagers, right? They're goofy teenagers, or they're just people that are in this world. This is a, a family unit. Um, yeah. It's a mom, her sister, and four kids, right? And other instances. And for them to have you meet every character and get to know them a little bit, what they're about. And then slowly, possibly rip some of them away is definitely very hard to watch. <laughs> um, it's very ballsy too. It's very ballsy for a lot of, to be honest with you. Like, cause deadites in this universe have no remorse. Like there they're is no, like fucked. they'll do, they'll do and say anything to give you fear and make you like uncomfortable right yeah like they'll 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 hit they'll trauma dump you a little bit (laughs) make you feel very bad so like to see that in a family setting oh yeah who knows knows the most like fucked up secrets about each other than your family and to have them constantly throw that in their faces is definitely it adds to that like oh this is heart-wrenching because these are people that they love but they're trying to fucking murder them and then you know you gotta dismember and do all this this crazy shit like they they put you to the paces for 90 uh, plus minutes which is great we love a tight 90 um and i think they do a great job exactly i think they do a great job of also expanding the universe um Mm -hmm. in terms of like why this exists and why even yeah. 2013 exists and why it connects to the other movies too. Um, yeah, because it's pretty common knowledge now if you follow like the series that there is more than one Necronomicon now. Yeah. Like in terms of like there's Ash's Necronomicon, there's the Necronomicon from the 2013 movie, and now this is introducing a totally different one altogether. Yes, which if you connect it back to Army of Darkness, there were three books in that movie too. Um, mm-hmm. Originally, we just thought they were traps, but now if you kind of just... Read between the lines, they all somewhat are connected to each other, um, which is really cool. I really like how they, they are able to bridge that gap between the universes, or the different movies. And every movie's sort of been a remake of itself in a lot of ways. Um, mm-hmm. So it's really good that they found a way to sort of like explain that in a way um, that I think really does a good job. Um, yeah. Nice. It, looks, uh, it looks scary as fuck. Yeah. Um. Just because, like, how how they talk and stuff like that. So it's kind of it's kind of neat. It looks kind of neat. 
yeah yeah it definitely has its jump scare moments um very horrific in terms of like but by the way shout out to the um the effects team oh, on that movie like i know there's a, there is a good little bit maybe that might be cgi'd but there's a lot of practical shit there that looks fucking amazing the makeup on like the main deadite woman is like amazing chef's kiss chef's kiss good I, job she I, the you know i i don't know this woman i've never seen her in anything else um she just looks amazing like uh just oh, yeah. even as a deadite i was like you look crazy you look insane the way you could contort your face i couldn't tell there were moments where i couldn't tell if she was contorting her face just via the makeup or if it was a cgi element because it was that like the way that she bulged her eyes out in certain parts like they were in every single person was into what they were doing and oh, yeah. uh, it shows specifically even like the other character in the movie um that you know is really cool um but yeah I don't know. I, I don't want to spoil this movie. I think it's fun. Just go check it out. Um, eventually, this will does, hit. Does Bruce Campbell ever come into the movie, or is he just not? I can say, I can say yes. He has a cameo. He has a cameo. He has a cameo and everything. Good. But that's good. I won't say that you'll see him, but you might hear him. You know, he's not on screen. Um, yeah, yeah, you might hear him. I was waiting for the. I was telling Mario because um, right before uh, um, that scene, they pay homage to Evil Dead Two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was telling him like, oh, dude, they, that's crazy they did that. And then there's a cameo, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So definitely check this movie out if you are an Evil Dead fan, or if you, I know that Fee is notoriously said that they are not an Evil Dead person, but I yeah. think that this one would be the one that they would enjoy the most because it removes I, the one element you know, they hate. You, you, <laughs> I, I, I think of that statement though, because yeah. you know you know about Fee and, and babies. Uh, you know. <laughs> you know. This game does have uh, this game does have some uh, birth and stuff feelings. in it about horror movies and birthing, and uh, this movie is called <laughs> the Mother right. Movie for a reason. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. Um, well, you'll see. <laughs> you're just gonna have to see. Um, but yeah. Anything else you want to say, Frank? Before we uh, moving on? Um, I think. Um, See, the problem is the things I really like about it in terms of the, the, the future of the franchise of Evil Dead, and even in terms of like the way people like talk about this movie, they're like, oh, yeah, it's totally different. And after watching it, I'm like, is it? Because I, I, I told you in the car on the ride home, like, it doesn't really like have a big difference there when you think about it this way, do you? And, he, and you're like, yeah, no, because still evil dead by the end of it right yeah but i can't reveal that without spoiling it so watch the movie and then dm me and i'll explain what i'm talking about about that all right (laughs) that's your homework go watch the movie and i'll explain how this is not different evil dead because in the whole grand scheme of the movie it's just evil dead anyway yeah you know there's trees in evil dead this has a tree moment not not as gruesome but yeah it still does tree stuff (laughs) um but yeah, uh, definitely check it out. Go to the movie theaters. Eventually, it'll be on DVD, and I can't wait to own it. Frank, me and you, we got. I mean, maybe it's a it's a, a group uh, Discord thing where we all watch Evil Dead because I own it digitally, so we could all. Yeah, we can watch Evil Dead 2013. I would like. I after watching that movie, I'd like to go back and see it, like at least. Yeah. You know what I mean, like I know I don't like like those type of movies, like without Ash. But you know what? I think we could live without Ash for a little bit. Yeah, I think you'll you'll at end least up until Bruce Campbell it. caves. <laughs> until he until he caves puts on the stuff. until he runs out of money and then he's like the you know what the thing is Frank though, <laughs> like, the closer we do one more we put him we put the suit back on him eventually he's gonna fucking die like that I know. Ha- he has that has to be his ending 
Like, yeah, it has to be. But I want a definitive ending for our boy, not the cliffhanger ending that we have currently for sure, him. Sure, fair enough. Okay. All right. Well, that, of course, was Evil Dead Rise. We're going to move on to some of our last sections here. Sly, you've been reading something. Tell me, is, is this book mm-hmm. just as sexy as the show apparently is? I want to know. What's going on? What's going on with that? Uh, arguably more sexy. Ooh. Uh, okay, so I'm going through Bridgerton stuff for we'll throw the after party this week. We're doing a little special because Queen Charlotte's coming out soon. Uh, mm. And I had not engaged with Bridgerton at all. Um, and I know everybody's like, dude, it's Regency. You would love it. I don't know. I haven't gotten around to it. Uh, where I'm at currently, I have watched season one. I read book one and I'm currently working on season two. Mm. We'll see how, if I get to book two. Um, but yeah, reading book one, it was really interesting because like the show's not really my vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and the book seems to be a little bit more my speed. Uh, so that's been fun getting to see. I, I really love looking at like different takes on a story and what they adapt for what media. And so that's been really interesting to look at. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's muddy Regency era romance. I don't know what to tell you about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, I'll have hopefully more thoughts tomorrow okay what were you gonna say no i was gonna say like what is like kind of your biggest draw to it right like you said regency era what would what would regency era be regency era is a very okay people talk about the regency era as a pretty wide scope it was only about like 10 or so years it was after king george the third I don't know. The Georgian era okay. happened. We had that king. He died. He his like the prince or whatever became the regent for like a couple of years or what. And then we had uh Victoria. We had the Victorian era. So it's a very limited window in time and it's a really interesting like political time point mm-hmm. because there's a lot of uh big like cultural shifts in like what is like considered like acceptable society etc um and there's a lot of really interesting class commentary from literature at that time and literature reflecting on that time mm-hmm. and so there's just like a lot of layers and a lot of interesting context happening at the same time and obviously i love austin like I'm a huge Austin fan. I've read a lot of Austin. And so I really enjoy like works from that time period. Uh, but it's also really fun to see a project like Bridgerton, which includes at least the show, includes some like very purposefully anachronistic elements to more modernize the story yeah. and how they play with like what is obviously of our time and what is um an homage to that time period it's just really interesting to look at the cultural differences for me oh yeah that's that's definitely really cool uh just to see like how things were different from like that period to like now and how things have changed and how many things are so similar and like (laughs) how so many of the same struggles we see repeat again and again and again well you know what they say the more things change the more they stay the same exactly 
Um, and then the other thing I did reading wise this week, I finally caved and got a webtoon account. Uh, so this is me fishing for recommendations. If anybody has read anything on webtoons that they particularly loved, um, I obviously read Heartstopper. Uh, Redhead Outlaws is on my list, but. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody has any recommendations from our lovely audience, please feel free to DM me anywhere. Um, <laughs> and yeah. Okay. I'm going to have you continue talking. We're going to go ahead and move on to what we've okay. been listening to. And then tell me about Stardust. What is Stardust? Uh, so much movie. for Stardust. Great. It's the new Fallout Boy album. Oh, that's and right. I realized that I don't think I've talked about it on here. It oh, is the uh, new Fallout Boy album. you're lacking, bro. Wait, what? I actually have still not <laughs> How listened. How did you get put on before Mario on Have I, you not listened? I still have not listened to the whole album. I felt like I was late because I waited like a week to listen there's, to there's it. There's a reason because um, of the band that I'm going to talk about is the reason why I have not. And I'll oh, okay. That's yeah. fair. I think you told me about uh, it the other day, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it dropped in February. I don't know how I haven't talked about it yet. Uh, but it's good. I, it's interesting. It's a definitely a different take. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of Mania. Um, so, you know, it's a little bit more of a return to the kind of stuff from them that I enjoy. Um, I, you know, everybody has their favorite Fallout Boy eras. Like yeah, um, under the cork tree and the blue album I, for, is mine. Yeah, so my like intro to like Follow Boy as like a fandom element of it was Save Rock and Roll. So that Got album, it. It, like I know, like the back of my hand has a very dear place in my heart. Uh, but I really love Take This to Your Grave as well. Take This to Your Grave is my just favorite like album. the vibe of it. Yeah. It's incredible. It's so good. S- so much um I listen to a lot of very Chicago, by the way. Believers never die. So like a little bit of mix of all their hits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, Stardust, it's so good. If you haven't listened to it, I'm not gonna say anything too detailed about any of it i just really enjoy the different way they play with the medium and um i have a hot take maybe i don't know if this is a hot take drop your hot take take. what's the hottest take you got about this album (laughs) okay um my hot take is i think uh fake out which is the song off of starbucks is kind of a spiritual successor to oh god what's it called I can't believe I'm blanking on this name live on air. That's embarrassing. Uh, the uh, last of the real ones. Got it. I th- I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but I feel like Fake Out is a spiritual successor to Last of the Real Ones. I think that's a really interesting narrative through line. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's fun. It's great. It's it's follow boy and i am just as insufferable as about follow boy in 2023 as i was in 2013 <laughs> so you know some things stay the same oh lord I'll t- i'm gonna tell a quick story uh back in my day 2005 my <laughs> on the nintendo fusion tour which was the the tour they had the wii and they were showing off twilight princess so that's how fucking old i am uh mm. i saw a band 
and uh, it was it was because I went to the tour. It was because Fall Out Boy was there. Um, but the band that I saw before them was a really like new band. They weren't even like popular at the time. They're kind of shady sounding. Um, anyways, got a picture. Uh, took a picture of the girl I was dating at the time with them, and they like signed my like Mario sticker. Um, I saw Fall Out Boy. They were fantastic. Uh, Petey once used to jump in the crowd. I grabbed his crock his crotch by accident. It was fantastic. <laughs> oh, I was about to say. <laughs> Grabbed his cracks, like this. Happens. Um, yep. <laughs> just happens. And I've seen the photo since, and I'm impressed. Um, but anyways, uh, month or pa- month or two later, a uh, song uh, comes out. I watched this music video. And the music video was uh, had a wedding, right? And it was the band from that I saw that night that was shitty. And little little did I know that that band was Panic at the Disco. <laughs> oh shit. And so I got to, got to see Panic at the Disco before they popped off, and they were fucking terrible. Now they're good, I guess. I know there's some lore about Panic at the Disco these days, but I wanted to at least bring up that I grabbed uh, P. Wentz's cock and I just spent Panic at the Disco. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Um, if anybody knew, wants to know what the verbal reaction that I definitely thought I was muted for, it was the uh, abs. <laughs> Goal getting overturned. <laughs> I figured. I figured that was what it was. It was perfect timing to be meeting Panic at the Disco. Um, we're going to go ahead and move on uh, to what I've been listening to. And I've been listening to actually a lot of music lately. Um, I'm actually going to start with uh, Vision Video on this. Vision Video, if you don't know, is a goth band primarily known because of their uh, lead singer is uh, Goth Dad from TikTok. He's, of course, uh, this former, I think he's a current firefighter, former military a uh, guy who uh, dresses up in goth makeup, um, very feminine goth ma- makeup. He has a, a band that sounds very much like old school uh, Cure and Depeche Mode and um, very much like that new wavy goth feel. So if you are into that, it's cool to see a modern band do that same style, but in a different way. Um, I actually saw them live last month. I actually didn't talk about that. So I actually got to see them. I actually got to talk to the lead singer. He was there um, at the venue. I just got to say hello to him. He's very positive on TikTok. He actually has a TikTok about um, teaching new uh, trans people how to shave uh, their beards. Uh, just, just, just His whole presentation is that he's a very helpful dad. Like He's just a dad that wants to take care of you, but just so happens to look like Susie and the Banshees, um, which is awesome, um, or the or the Crow. Um, so yeah, really love it. I bought the vinyl. I got the vinyl back there too. Very great music. I recommend it. They have some really good melancholy songs. So if you're into that vibe, definitely check out Vision Video. On the same trend there, because TikTok is a lot of the reason why um, a lot of the, the music that I listen to these days comes from TikTok. There was a TikTok that I saw that was like showing someone as like the blueprint for something. And it was this person here, the lead singer of a band called Bucktick, which is actually a Japanese new wave goth band <laughs> that I did not know exists until this fucking TikTok. And he is the absolute blueprint for every anime fucking like, like the dude with like the cool, like Trigun. That like red jacket and the fucking white thing, he had that in the eighties, and Trigun basically cribbed that style. Vincent uh, Valentine from fucking Final Fantasy Seven, just this fucking dude. 
He literally looks just like this guy. The one of the Naruto dudes with the like weird tongue. Just him. What the fuck? I'll show you the TikTok. Uh, I'll send. I'll send you all the TikTok so you can see what I'm talking about. Literally, it's just this guy. He looks incredible. And so I was like, okay, let's listen to the music. And the music is fantastic. The beat is on par with any Cure album. The obviously it's in Japanese, so I'm not necessarily understanding the lyrics, but just the tone and what they're going for is such a fucking vibe. And then I I've been just enjoying listening to that in the background while I'm working on stuff. So if you want like a moody goth Japanese like just a mellow band, definitely check out Buck Tick. They had such an interesting name. I'm not sure what it's about, but I've looked it up and I definitely recommend that as well. The last thing I want to bring up is the reason why I haven't paid attention to a lot of music lately is because my partner introduced me to the band Ghost. I brought this up previously. Um, I've now caught up on listening to all their albums, and so now I see the trajectory of what all the different scope that this band is. And I I, I love this band. This I, is the one that replaces the like, so main yes, person or there's lore. There's lore to this band. And the lore to the band, of course, is that it is this uh he's called papa well i'm just gonna say papa the first and essentially papa is the lead singer of the band he puts on that sort of like gothy makeup looks like a skeleton um but really it's actually a guy in a mask but every every papa is just a different mask that is a different person um played by the same person named tobias um forge and essentially the tone of the uh the band is that they are a pro Satan band in the same way of like people are pro Jesus, <laughs> but it's, Hell yeah. but it's all, it's all in sense of fun of like taking church too seriously. And that's basically like, mm-hmm. like they are where it's, you know, very similar in that same vein. And the reason why I want to talk about today is because they just released a new EP mm-hmm. or they're going to be releasing a new EP album. They just released their track. The build up to this. Uh, the reason why the ghost is interesting is because every new Papa uh, gets killed off and there's a new person that takes over and does the album. And so to the lead up to Easter, there has always been this cripping, this sound of like, um, what was it? Um, it was always talking about Jesus, which was leading into mm. obviously Easter. And, and the, we, we all don't know what the fuck it means. And obviously that was like resurrection, you know, we're kind of lowered out like what's going on. But what we were afraid was we were going to lose our current Papa, which is Papa the fourth who's been mm-hmm. there for the last two albums. They've like slowed down on killing them. Uh, and so we were like, we, we like they, this, we like this version. Old one? Huh? No. <laughs> oh, I thought they would resurrect. That's what we thought they were going to do. Cause they end up. So the way they do it too, which is crazy is that they actually kill their papas live on, in on stage. And they like, Jeez. there's no footage of it unless a fan recorded it. And then you don't know about it until the next album that the this is the new Papa or something like that. I, I'll I'll definitely get I'll get yelled at by my partner to let it lets me know all the lore stuff. But the reason why I want to talk about it is because <laughs> so it actually led to the fact that they're doing a EP, which is another set of cover songs. And the Jesus oh, nice. reference was to they were doing uh, Genesis is Jesus you uh, Jesus knows me, which is a song about televangelists that fucking use Jesus as sort of their like catch all of like, Oh, you know, I can, nothing, nothing I do is wrong. You know, I, I can, I have Jesus on my side. He knows all about me, even though I fucking take your money. You know, I cheat on my wife. She doesn't know about my girlfriend or the man I slept with. Like literally those are the lyrics in the song. 
And it's just this fucking awesome, like, metal version of it that is super fast, super quick. It just, it's just so great. They have a Donna Summer song on the, on the album that I haven't heard yet, that's not out yet, that I can't wait to check out. But the lore was, they, the, the lore this week was, when they came out was, um, there's this new character, and he's this priest, and the, tra- the music video is all about how this priest, like, goes from doing a sermon to, like, doing coke and, like, fucking strippers. And, like, it ends with, like, a football team jerking off. And then he, like, uses the thing to, like, do his hair. It's weird. It's a fucking weird video. What the fuck? I'm telling you. <laughs> they're so in on the joke of how silly and ridiculous they are that it's it makes it fun. It's very much like Spin Ghoulie or Danhausen, like the wrestler. And just like amps it up to the degree, and the music's great. It goes from being like heavy Metallica to like Bon Jovi to like sixty psychedelic to like um, uh, all the way up to like choir stuff. Like it's hilarious. It's just the way that they do it. They have like a jazz solo in the middle of one of their fucking like metal songs. <laughs> I can't recommend this band enough. You can start with the beginning of their their last album, which is called Imperia. Or and work your way backwards because I think that's their newest sound. I, I agree with my partner saying that you should start with the the current stuff because it's more of the more like popular, um, more like Bon Jovi sound. And then you work your way back, and then you're going into Motorhead, and then you're going into like Metallica as you go backwards. And I think that they are so just if you're in if you're in on the joke and having a great time with just how goofy the sound is, it's it's a it's a blast. So I, I wanted to talk about Ghost just because they came back up with their new album or EP that's coming out soon. I'm very excited about it. It's called Phantom Mine. So I wanted to bring that up. I've been, I've been like putting it in our doc and then taking it out, putting it in our doc, taking it out for the last <laughs> couple of weeks. But since we had a kind of a short episode this week, I wanted to actually bring it up. So that has been what we've been listening to. And I think we're basically at the end of the show. We're actually going to have a real tight 90 of a podcast. today. Oh yeah. Tight 90. We love a tight 90. We love a tight 90. Evil Dead. Also like another tight 90 movie. Shot. Every time <laughs> I say we love a tight 90, somebody takes a shot. God damn. But we're going to go ahead and like wrap this up. I'm going to go ahead and have everyone give their final shout out. Harv, while you're stretching, get that stretch in there. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me pretty much everywhere. Beard and hair. Uh, YouTube, Twitch, TikTok. Yeah, everywhere. What was the what other one that am I thinking uh, of? Blue Sky, Twitter, Twitter, and Blue Sky, yet? Blue Sky. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's the new one, I guess. I don't know. I'm on Blue Sky. Uh, uh, but yeah, you can find me there. Uh, I am going to be putting out a Jedi review at some point this week, okay. so or next week. So uh, yeah. All right. Fantastic, yeah. Frank. Where can people find you in the minds of Moria right now? Uh, you can find me here at Point Progress, where I'll be continuing to play Resident Evil Four Frank. right now. Frank, oh. you can just shoot. You can just shoot that shit. Just shoot it. Can I? Just can, shoot can it. You rocket it. Can you yeah, you can it? rocket it. Yeah, you can just rocket oh, it. I don't no know. Fucking way. Oh, look at that! Oh shit, it's gonna kill me though. <laughs> God damn it, Harv. I mean, you know that shit. You know that shit's coming. You know that shit's coming now. I blame you. I that was a deathless run, and you just ruined it. <laughs> I would, if I went my <laughs> way, I would have just been fine. How dare you, Harv? I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Uh, uh, you can find me here at Point in Progress, where I play. I'm going to continue to play Resident Evil after the podcast, not live, but uh, in in my own soul. And uh, you can find me at TikTok uh, at the Frank GV. Uh, my latest video somehow hit 12k views, 
and it's super it's super exciting super exciting uh, follow me there and then at twitter at the frank gv where i uh, does the wist die wait hold on he doesn't die don't worry he's fine okay that's fucking indestructible apparently I oh yeah I, i've shot him with so many rockets this run if you get yeah, but he does tell you where the bugs where where the bugs are though he tells you that does he i kill him i usually kill him before he even fucking tells me no he tells he's like this is where they duck up the bugs <laughs> uh frank i swear to god if you get to a thousand uh followers and point in progress i'm gonna be so fucking bad <laughs> <laughs> i only i i i've gained a few followers from that last video but like yeah. i use my tiktoks to just like drop random dumb videos on there Sometimes like sometimes like videos I actually like edit, but like I'll just like throw dumb shit on there from like all the clips I kind of like hoard and stuff like that. Fair enough. So finally seeing one of them actually get some decent numbers is pretty nice. Usually it gets over a thousand. Mm-hmm. This one uh, over twelve k, and I'm like I'm, I'm super happy about that. Okay, clearly you're hitting the algorithm. Yeah. All right, slide where people find you. Uh, if you're watching this live, you can check me out on. We'll throw the after party tomorrow night, and you can check me out at the Avengers live table reading mm-hmm. on Sunday night. Uh, if you're watching this after the fact, keep an eye out for MC University. That'll be posting as per usual. Uh, other than that, you can't. You can't find me anywhere. All my accounts will be... Don't even try. Uh, vacant for the foreseeable future. So, okay. yeah. All right, cool. And then, of course, you can find me at that Mario Rivera. You can find me at Mario Rivera at Blue Sky if you do have a Blue Sky invite. So I, I finally, I actually am the Mario Rivera. I'm not the, that Mario Rivera. I'm the Mario. I'm like Mario Rivera. Oh, so I own oh, that shit wow. if that ever takes off. Uh, thank you, uh, Jack from uh, from Twitter. Um, but also, MCU University, it is our baby. We're. Uh, Having just a couple episodes left. Uh, this next episode, of course, is uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. And we have a special guest, Matt Storm, uh, who is the editor for the uh, Game Informer show. He also does uh, many podcasts, as you will hear. He has a, a plethora of shows that you can check out that he does with definitely different hosts. And uh, very excited about that. And then after that, we have Morbius. And I'm going to let that be a surprise on who you think that is. Uh, if you follow the show long enough, you'll probably understand. Um, and uh, yeah, that. that Tom Hardy. It's Tom Hardy. We got Tom Hardy from Morbius. He said, fuck Jared Leto, is what he said. Oh, yeah, it was Jared Leto that said that. But should we talk to you about Tom Hardy? No, it's not Tom Hardy. <laughs> I mean, like, why is Tom Hardy on the Morbius episode when he couldn't be on the Venom one? <laughs> hey, man, you don't, you don't question it when you have fucking Tom Hardy. You're like, hey, you're in that movie. I like. Let's talk about it. Um, oh, and that has been uh, Point in Progress Podcast Episode 70. Uh, so we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. I want to say thank you to everyone if you're listening here. If you can, go ahead and give us a follow here on uh, our TikToks, our Snapchat. We don't have Snapchat. We have a uh, fucking on YouTube's, uh, our Instagram, all all the platforms. Just all the platforms. We need all the likes. Just let us please love us. That's all I ask. Please love us. <laughs> Progress has been a goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Shout out to uh, the. <laughs> <laughs> member <laughs> men ba as you said the oh, men ba the member the member the men ba yeah because it's the wnba no i understand and then the men ba no that is fair so fun fact about if we're gendering part. one we're gendering both <laughs> fun fact about this part the guy in the chainsaw the cart you can actually destroy the cart 
You don't yeah. have to worry about the chainsaw, dude. It's fun. Did you know you can get a head start on that chainsaw on that chainsaw guy if you shoot the red barrels on the top of the mountain as yeah. he's coming down? Yeah. So good. Very nice. There's so many little details in this game. I just love it. I want to say thank you. You guys were here in the chat. It looks like we had a quiet chat this evening, but I know some of you were watching because you're DMing me on Twitter or texting me personally. So I know there's people <laughs> out there looking. Um <laughs> So we're going to go ahead and say goodbye to you and say goodbye to the stream. Thank you for watching. Take care. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.